Salutations and obeisance to the black-pilled males of YouTube watching this. It's me, the Incel Pope, here with the only YouTube show too racist for Ben Shapiro. First, I want to thank everyone for making my last video about outlawing pay for women in porn my most popular video at 7.4 million views. We've got a good show for you today. A little later on, we'll have an interview with Jam Gruglin, a hero who files noise complaints against black churches. And during the third hour, I'll take your suggestions on which one of my estranged family members I should call triggered. As always, I have to remind you to click on the link below for more information on our letter-writing campaign to Penny Arcade to start making transphobic comments again. Before we get to Mr. Gruglin, I have a very special surprise for you. Normally, the only video games I have time for are the Uncucked Anime Vixens mod for Skyrim and, of course, Dota 2. But I decided to waddle out of my comfort zone and do a review for the latest piece of liberal trash, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I haven't played the game, but, as you all know, Emerson College was required, by law, to give me a degree in anti-feminist studies through their Create a Major program, so I am confident I can let you know how this hug box will inevitably go. The game stars femoid Laura Croft, a character that used to be much better back in the golden age, when video games weren't afraid to have some honking tibs fight a dinosaur. Even though I do still hate the character back then, because my self-developed religion of attack helicopter Catholicism has pretty strict rules against a woman owning or using firearms. Still, it used to be much better. Anyway, Laura Croft, a billionaire's daughter, had some woman feels about a CEO or army general that's worked his entire life to get to this position, and she decides to raid a tomb that has a dagger that will raise Devin Farachi's zombie army of male feminists to cry about it on Twitter. The gunfight mechanics are probably okay. Two out of five stars. I hope you enjoyed the review. Now let's listen to a quick commercial from Casper about their fantastic sweat-resistant mattresses. If you don't like it, you can return it after 30 days. Because I, I have not been recording all this because I thought we were still getting set up. <laughs> so that that right. we, that conversation unfortunately doesn't get to go in, but where we all admit that we're really horny for Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it was said. Horny. Say who Hitler said it? But springtime. <laughs> it was said that uh, being sexy is fascist. That's what I heard. Man, then we are all anti-fascist as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, uh, someone was just posting uh, a picture of Powell, who's, and I retweeted it, uh, who is like second in command of the John Wilkes Booth conspiracy. 
to reignite the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's fucking hot. They <laughs> <laughs> fucking wait. People, there are people who are fucking thirsty for John Wilkes Booth in 2018. Well, not John Wilkes Booth, but this was Powell, who was his second command. John Wilkes Booth was like, if people existed at the time, he would have been sexiest man alive. If oh, I thought you said if people existed at the time, and I was confused. <laughs> So I was like, hold on a second, John. This is about to turn into an educational so, podcast. Let's... <laughs> yeah, this is this is sexy fascists of history. People have existed for quite some time. Indeed. <laughs> Fact check. How long has people existed? <laughs> source? Source? What's the source? This has been soy history with John. There's the bad soy history and the good meat history <laughs> that I eat or... <laughs> The good Every meal, meat history. And then I can't shit. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to use the uh, the nomenclature of this terrible meme. It's it's new history, neo history, and soy history. No, I think oh, yeah. meat history is way better. <laughs> meat history is way better. All right, let's get cranking. Let's get cranking that big hog. That's the motto of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we shall finally get organized. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I am your host, Alton, and with me, as always, is Reese. Say hello. Yo, what's up, everybody? I am Reese. Like he said, it's true. Um, Thanks for coming with us on this beautiful journey of video game truth. Yes. That's what this podcast is about. The truth about video games. And we have a special returning guest, John. I am ready for truth in video games. We are all ready for truth. We got cut off early last time, so this is part two where we cover the truth, the real truth, the real news that the internet video games don't want you to know. The concept of this podcast is we are the last bastion of real gamers standing before the gates of fascism, guarding it, keeping that fashy fash just hidden away and from corrupting the real gamer girls out there like you, our precious viewers. It's 100 degrees outside. My computer could probably overheat at any moment. So yeah, we have to cut off anyway. We have to get this uh, podcast popping before uh, John's fucking computer explodes. So lots of stuff happened in the worlds of video game entertainment this week. So much that I don't even know if we're going to be able to get through it all. But some real hot bullshit is going down right now. And our first topic of today is ArenaNet firing two writers. Excellent. I love I love it when writers are humiliated. That's to me <laughs> to me as a writer. Yeah. That's what uh, really gets me cranking, really gets me going. So mm. I enjoy seeing it out in the world. I, I love it when 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 game companies stand by their developers. Yeah. Um, over toxic fandom. All right, let's get into it. So basically, the genesis of this is started from like some Twitch streamer who posted like, you know what Guild Wars 2 really needs and that no game dev working for them has thought of? Branching dialogue trees. Wow, what an innovation. I'm on Reddit. Mm. I'm a smart white man. (laughs) Well, actually, I want to go back because this is Jurassic. This is a Jurassic Price. <laughs> Jessica Price is. Um, <laughs> she she's 
she has this long Twitter thread. About... I can't believe Verita.net fired Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, writing uh, on writing for MMORPGs, and it's very interesting, and you should read it if mm. it's still up there. I don't know if it is. It is. It's still up. Um, but it was a really long thread that gave us insight into the development process, and so we do the best thing we possibly could do when a developer decides to bring us into this world, and that is harass them and get them fired. Yeah. Well, you know? interestingly enough, basically what happened is that this guy, this YouTuber, whose name is probably somewhere in this article I'm looking at, but I'm too lazy to look it up. Um, basically what he said was like, you know, I have one small tiny disagreement, and then he went to... We wouldn't want to mention his name and get him harassed, so yeah, you know, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be fair. It's interesting, because he was, you know, the whole thing about it is that he was being very polite, but even then, it sort of set off Jessica Price, because for what I assume is probably, like, the 50th time that day she had been told how to do her job better. I mean, I, I agree that Jessica Price's response seems aggro, but I disagree that 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 is an issue. Someone referred to her response as a nuke from orbit, and it's <laughs> insane to me that it's just like, it's, I mean, it's just such blatant sexism. Like, you can't even like process it in any other lens, because it's just like, what? There's so many dudes and like game dev and out, stuff out there who have this kind of like prickly outside exterior that is championed. Yet the second that a woman is like, hey, you know, guys, how about you stop telling me how to do my fucking job? I've heard of dialogue trees. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's just like the people just like lost their shit. It's like so is they're just like the yeah. oldest narrative trick in the freaking book. I mean, you know, we don't have to say mansplaining, but that's what it is. And uh, it's the 50th time that's probably happened to her in the industry, on Twitter, at any place uh, in her working career, off her working career, you know, at a party. I'm pretty sure, you know, you ha it happens to you enough times, you're going to lash back. It's not her job to be nice. Literally, mm. it's not in her contract to be nice to uh, fans. As far so. as I'm concerned, it's, like, mostly fine on both sides. Like, he's kind of mansplainy, but also, like, whatever. And on her side, like, it's aggro, but also she has a point. Like, in my point of view, like, who cares? But yeah. right. a lot of people, like, a well, lot of gamers, like, take this as a personal affront. I really want to get in edgewise because, you know, we have two interesting related series that cover people in the gaming industry having a couple of hot takes hot takes is subject to debate but in this case she's you know slightly rude to like a fan and she gets harassed constantly and fired from her job and then the other person we have on the chopping block today is just nothing but fucking sh shitty hot takes and is the ceo of a an entire company. I'm talking about Mark Kern. I'm talking about Mark Kern. He's like oh, okay, yeah. sorry. deified by like the gamer oh, gate okay. idiot. Yes, chugs. absolutely. Well, like you know, if someone openly harasses people on the internet, you get that it's an either or scenario. Like you know, on the left, we're championing people losing their jobs for being openly racist, right? Mm. And this is not an equivalent. This is someone reacting to a comment from a fan. Is there a line here that she crossed? 
Well, I, I think that point is moot, frankly. Like, I'm not. I mean, it's it's worth debating I in a vacuum, I, I, I guess. But there, there, another person was fired, uh, and I, uh, my understanding is, is he's worked for ArenaNet for like twelve years. Sorry, Freeze. Peter Freeze. Free, oh, Freeze. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's worked for ArenaNet for twelve years, and when Jessica Price was fired. Uh, my understanding is is that he stood up for her and using polite language. There was certainly no nobody has called him aggro or anything like that. Uh, he's he is a male, so he's allowed to have opinions on top <laughs> of that. Um, and he got fired as well. So it's not about what she did. It's about appeasing the white males of Reddit, and it's just like yes. uh, on, a, on like a very personal base level. Like, that is probably the worst thing anyone can want to do. Uh, because it's just so stupid. Who looks up to these guys, especially as a business, being like, hmm, the thing we need to appease are this just insane mob. Like, <laughs> And they get fired. And, you know, the whole thing started because Price was nice enough to let us into the writing process. You know, that that's the, the casualty of this not just you know women speaking out but just developers in general letting us into something and then someone quote unquote politely disagrees and the fallout is two people are fired i mean honestly that's the response to a lot of gamers whenever devs talk about like the reality of it in my experience mm-hmm. with, with with anybody is it like it never goes well oh yeah that's very true <laughs> Whenever devs talk about the reality of game developers, he's like, why don't you just do this, idiot? Just, like, from the braying mob. I remember somebody posted a YouTube video about how... Not even Game Dev Toolkit, about how, like, Resident Evil 4, like, has a rubber banding difficulty uh, as you play. So if you get hit a lot, the game gets easier. And he's talking about, you know, like that. This is good because, you know, you can feel it feels tense, but you never feel overwhelmed. And somebody just like in the YouTube comments just freaked out, just being like, this is terrible. This is for babies. This ruins my experience of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> and, and, and then, of course, attack the game dev toolkit because you can't just have an opinion disagreeing it has to be <laughs> weaponized into something that will hurt somebody okay so she's not the first we i mean the, uh, jen kepler had like a huge campaign against her when, from bioware because of something she said like years before on some on something while she was pregnant right and 4chan and and reddit turned against her immediately about well maybe we should skip be able to skip uh, gameplay for story. Um, and this is a callback too to the early, you know, uh, episodes of video games are the worst thing on earth, where we read that in South Korea, game devs firing uh, women for daring to be feminists. Um, and it's finally, it's, it's across the Pacific. We're here now. Um, yeah. And you point, uh, John pointed out that Witch Hazel, uh, who is a writer at Bethesda, uh, or not oh, Bethesda, Arcane, Arcane, Arcane sorry, yeah. uh, is getting tweets from people now, um, or Arcane's getting tweets calling for her to be fired just because she's mildly dismissive to them. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm sure that that's 
going to be a, the norm from now on, or I'm well, sure it was already the norm. the whole ArenaNet thing. I really her. want to say something here. So, okay. I think that I don't think believe that this is just a reflection of their customer service policy or fucking whatever. I don't believe that. I think that as much as they claim this to be about their guidelines for how their employees should interact with fans, I feel as though that there's no way that this does not in some way represent the political leanings and beliefs of the owners of this company. 100%. You know, there's no way that this that's not a factor in what got both of these developers fired. It makes me think that if they were fired so easily for something like this, then there's something else there, like some they wanted some sort of context in which to fire them already. I mean, and I think it goes right to the bone there, um, because I think it, it, it definitely has a lot of reactionary markers of, of just a general lack of empathy. I don't know if you saw that tweet, but from the guy who runs the Able Gamers charity, said that ArenaNet was the only company that refuse to include accessibility options, like really basic accessibility options, because it would ruin the presentation of the game. And I think that that, to me, is beyond anything else, just like such a dick move, like so petty, <laughs> just like, sorry. <laughs> we, don't, we don't care if you can't play our game because uh, you were born disabled or uh, became disabled. <laughs> you know, this is for a, a pure experience <laughs> this is for, for, uh, for able-bodied humans. Aryan men. It's <laughs> like a libertarian response to the ADA. It's just... Yeah, yeah. Like a little bit of expense to at least to make it friendly to colorblind people, for example. <laughs> like, I'm sure the develop the the CEO of Arena Net is constantly raging about having to pay taxes for schools. To be fair, it does take a lot of work to do what he's saying. Don't be but fair. But it's not impossible as other companies do it. Don't be fair here. Yeah, don't be fair. I'm on the wrong podcast, to be fair. We don't want, we don't believe in reason and balance here. In fact, we're very (laughs) against it. And if you are too reasonable and too balanced, we will kick you off the show. Yeah, well, seriously. Let me just say that uh, this was due to the art. Call him a Nazi. Call him the big fat Nazi. Nazi. Um, He's a fucking Nazi. If you're listening to this arena, that CEO, you suck Nazi dicks. And you're a Nazi. Yeah, but that was fun. I think uh, this is fucked up. I really don't think she should have lost her job at all. You know, just for being rude to somebody when you're off the clock. It's like, it's not like this is the fucking director of communications or some shit. It's a writer. Well, yeah, and this is the kind of thing that I, I think we really miss out on is because because of these online harassment, we miss out on the opportunity to actually hear what these people have to say about the realities of game development and you know gaming fans for some reason really don't care about that i think the other thing that is kind of essential here is that it it really kind of underscores the need for game dev unions i mean it it was already you know, crystal clear, but this is just, you know, exhibit A of what can happen. Fired for very little reason. Fired for truth. 
Fired for truth. Oh my God, she was fired for truth. <laughs> and she said, um, you know, when she was hired, she said that she wasn't like the company knew that this is who she was. It's not like a surprise. There were no policies in place. She broke no rules. There was nothing uh, there that said, don't do this or you will be fired. It was just, you know, oh man, I'm mad at this person. It's time to, you know, use my power to, to hurt somebody to appease Reddit. Like, what a... <laughs> what a I mean, I guarantee that their legal department is writing such a policy right now, but I doubt they had one before. Yeah. Uh, according to Price and Freeze, they didn't have one before. I don't know. It's infuriating, of course. I don't know uh, what else we can say about it. Do you got anything else you want to add, Alton? I do. To all the chuds celebrating this and gloating about it in her mansions, suck my nuts. <laughs> just, <laughs> just suck my nuts. You guys su- fucking suck. Um, when the revolution comes, you'll be the first against the wall. Uh... <laughs> What else can I say that's vaguely threatening? Your feet smell. Fuck you. Bernie Bernie would have won. Bernie you know, would have won. Th- just, you know, just fill in the rest. I doubt they give really good heads, so I don't want them anywhere. <laughs> they use their teeth. The Cheeto breath. Ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I got Cheeto burn on my nuts <laughs> from being sucked by a chud. Cheeto and Mountain Dew, man. I can't believe Alton just just let the cat out of the bag with the title of my autobiography. <laughs> my nuts have been burned by Cheeto nuts. Well, that was lots of fun. Are you guys ready to move on to a, a lighter topic, some salt mines? Yes. I'm, I'm ready. All right. So we've got a salt mines here. This is coming to us from Grenade, at Punished Grenade. Imagining the type of sweaty Cheeto dust fingered nerd who put this meme together. And we've got a good meme. And I think, John, you were really looking forward to getting into this. So would you like to start us off? Well, this is a comparison between Neofun, Newfun, and Soyfun. Yes. The Neofun is the uh, games that only appeal to the lowest common denominator. And they don't try to hide it. You know, in other words, they're, they're marketable to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people who enjoy it don't enjoy actual games, you see. There's no there's no uh, challenge. Yeah. Let's read it out. Okay. I'll get new fun. Reese, you get soy fun. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm. Games that only appeal to the lowest common denominator and don't try to hide that fact. Oh, sorry. This is Neo Fun. Gameplay has been simplified so that the average <clears throat> doesn't feel too challenged. These people don't enjoy actual video games. There's no actual fun to be found in these games. Only peer pressure and a false sense of accomplishment. Even though these games have a bad reputation on the internet, where games should be judged, they still sell like hotcakes. So these are games like uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Battlefield 4, uh, Angry Birds, Pokemon Go, Fortnite, League of Legends, and... I'm guessing that's Candy Crush. Yeah, Candy Crush. So it's like they're implying that like all these really popular games and casual games and they're one thing that they're doing is that they're conflating like mainstream gaming, like console gaming with mobile gaming, which I don't really think you can do. Like the people playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4 are not the same people playing uh Candy Crush and Pokemon Go usually. But to call Fortnite like neo fun. 
the most popular video game on the world right now. It's fucking insane. You're just saying that just because something is popular, that it's it's not actually fun. Nobody actually enjoys it. It's just peer pressure. So the next one is, we have is New Fun, spelled N-U for some reason. I don't know why. It's, the- it's like the new metal. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a genre. It's a genre, and these are the real games. Let me read them out. These are basically the same as Neo Fun games, except they try to hide that fact. Thanks to devious marketing and shilling, these games get unwarranted praise on the internet. These are mostly enjoyed by wannabes who don't want to be lumped in with the normal crowd, but lack any form of actual skill. They get tricked into thinking they're playing a proper game and are experiencing a false sense of fun. Oh my fucking god. I don't think this guy actually enjoys video games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas, probably considered one of the best of the series. The um, Witcher 3. The Witcher 3, Cyberpunk 2077. Which isn't even out yet, so how the fuck Stranded, do they know? Which are not out yet. I have no idea what Nekopara is. Undertale, of course, because, you know, everyone loves Undertale. I'm guessing that's Dota or League of Legends. Uh, and Five Nights at Freddy's. Which is not critically lauded, it just gets a lot of play on uh, MapHat's uh, Game Theory channel. The, the one thing about this whole list that enrages me is that it describes Dota 2 as a game for the normal crowd. I have <laughs> never heard anybody describe the Dota 2 fan base <laughs> as normal gamers... You know, just part of the regular fans who like Fallout like Witcher and spending 5,000 hours on a game that, that you were bad at. Your life force. What I love is that I yeah. was watching Day 9 stream and he was talking to somebody and he asked him how long, how much Dota 2 had he played? And he said, I've played 400 hours of Dota 2. And he says, oh, so you're just getting started. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> Anyway, uh, would you like to... Let's re- re- read out the last one for us, Reese. This is a joy. Alton, thank you for the gift of <laughs> letting me read out this last one. <laughs> Soy fun. A new type of non-fun caused by the rise of effeminate man. <laughs> Too much soy intake by these individuals causes the estrogen to take over the host's mind. <laughs> <laughs> After which, the host can only derive joy from pushing liberal values and reminiscing his childhood. High estrogen levels are also detrimental for their motric skills motoring Motoric skills skills, yeah uh i'm gonna take his word for it that that's a word aside from being unable to keep their mouths closed that's a reference to the soy face by the way this motherfucker is referencing that that stupid idiotic meme called the soy face anyway continue the gameplay has to be baby tier or non-existent for these soy boys to enjoy oh they've got some really fucking good games on here too it's ridiculous so here are the games uh, that are baby tier uh, gameplay. <laughs> Effeminate man children play. This is what this is what we are all soy boys, and this is our soy joys. Uh, looks like Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. God of War. Yep, the new Super one. Super Mario Odyssey, Uncharted. Yeah, uh, a game <laughs> a game for literal like all ages Mario Odyssey and literal children too. And he's saying that this is soy fun. 
Like, his premise is that only adult men play fucking video games, basically. <laughs> like, that's the whole premise of all of his shit, is, like, he's judging, like, uh, grown adults for playing these games that are wildly popular with, like, teenagers and kids. Um, so the last three are Super Smash Brothers, the Nintendo Labo <laughs> project, and this this last one here, I think, is really the Rosetta Stone to this dude's beliefs. Is that he he, he just has the image still from the E3 straight trailer for Last of Us Two uh, yeah. of the girls about to kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like nothing says soy fun. Like a trailer where two girls kiss for a game that we haven't even seen gameplay of, really. I know that the soybean that I ate six months ago and traveled up my digestive system to take over my brain is telling me that that is, like, really good fun right there. (laughs) (laughs) And they have, like, Uncharted, God of War. You know, these aren't just, like, these are not games that children are necessarily rated for children and they're famously like critically acclaimed and yet these are soy fun and we know why because of the hjw content well the new god of war because uh kratos is nicer yeah because he's a dad now yeah i mean he was a dad in the first three but you know the kids are dead so this um, this meme has taken Podcast HQ by storm to the point where, like, Alton straight up said, is we have to stop talking about it or we will have nothing to say on the podcast. <laughs> and to me, like, what really captures my imagination is it's just like a puzzle to me of just, like, why these three delineations? How do you just look at Fallout New Vegas and you're just like, new fun. Uh, but three, three. That's neo fun. Uh, four. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards soy fun, but the, the word is still out. We can't put it in the meme. How is Undertale not under soy fun? And Five Nights at Freddy's not under neo fun. Yeah, yeah it doesn't, this guy's it doesn't list even, fucking sucks. It's yeah. not even eternally consistent. Exactly. <laughs> like, listen, we can like. I I don't criticize any work of art unless it just it, ha- it just has to be internally consistent. That's the number one thing I have a problem with. Well, that, also that like, and uh, uh, insane reactionaries, which I think uh, soy fun. <laughs> there's little hints here. Is a new type of nun fun caused by the rise of effeminate man children. So, like, none of these refer to nun fun. They all refer to neo fun. And new fun and soy fun, I guess, are supposed to be derivatives of neo fun. So, I'm you. trying to come up with some sort of philosophical school here. <laughs> I think that's taking it way too far. The biggest point I want to make is that out of this list, there is no just fun. There are tons of video games which, for whatever bullshit reason, people shouldn't be allowed to enjoy. Neo fun, new fun, soy fun. But there is no just fun. This person, like, has not shown a singular video game that can be enjoyed free of their fucking disgusting Cheeto-laden judgment. Well, it's whatever's not on the list, I assume. This is the most Reddit-ass image of all fucking time, because it basically <laughs> says that fun is bad, and if, you're, if you enjoy anything in some way that makes you, like, a poser, or a mindless rube, or a fucking effeminate man-child, there's no way to just have fun. This person has banned it. Yeah, I mean, as, you know, I'm hardly one to, like, preach the praises of something like candy crush or whatever but it's just like who who gives a shit what games <laughs> people like and why they like them it's just such a just like insane 
tail well, wagging the, the dog. People... Of just, like, they have to say soy. So they're just gonna <laughs> Google search Nintendo box art and, you know, work from there. It's just... <sighs> I think this guy is actually one angry gamer, and he... It, the only games that are acceptable are fucking the ones that trigger the libs, basically. This yeah. is the kind of thing when I was innocent, I would assume would be like a troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> but I've experienced too many gamers <laughs> to to believe that anymore, and I'm forced to accept this as a <laughs> as as basically the constitution of uh, Gamergate, basically. <laughs> the constitution of Gamergate. Can you imagine the backlash if a somebody on the left said The Witcher 3, uh, and people who love The Witcher 3 are experiencing a false sense of fun. Can you imagine how that would blow up? <laughs> yeah. This, if this had Jeremy Corbyn said this, it would make fucking Ian Miles Chung's head explode. When I criticized the combat in The Witcher 3, I had roughly 700 people tell me to slit my own throat. <laughs> uh, and uh, these were people who were I, I ostensibly agree with. Uh, so I can only imagine the reaction that this would provo- provoke. I don't know. This is just, you know, this is the nonsense. I love these little peeks into their mindset where you're, it's just, I don't know. It's just madness. I imagine like the Joker wrote this because uh, <laughs> I can't understand what would motivate somebody to, to delineate things this way. But it's a fun puzzle. Like look at the oh, games great, in your great. same library. Neo fun, new fun. So that's our that's that was our, ostensibly our our break from serious topics. Let's go to our next topic, which is of course the infamous, the illustrious, the looks like his teeth could chew through a fucking solid two by four. Mark Kern. Oh, he's been Daddy. making the rounds this this week with the fucking. Tweet storm to end all tweet storms. The most idiotic fucking takes imaginable. Would you like to give us an introduction to this, Reese? I mean, yes and no, but I will. Mark Kern has some things to say about the current <laughs> state of political affairs. Um, and I don't think... God, this is a long tweet thread. I don't, let's not read all of it, but I'll, I'll read the first tweet. All right. Okay. Let's talk about how to beat Trump, specifically. How you can get me and millions of others back to voting for Democrats like I used to. First, you have to want me back. Failed at the first hurdle, basically. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) First, you have to want me back. Well, I guess that settles it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving don't Mark want you back. permission to vote for Trump. That's what you want to do. Oh, can yeah. I read? Can I read this next part, please? Please do. Oh, first you have to want me back. Stop being butthurt that I voted for Trump, and stop trying to get me punched, fired, or thrown out of restaurants. You need us back if you want to beat Trump. Stop pushing us into ditches. You'll lose again. And I'd just like to say that Mark Kern. I will fucking push you into a ditch whenever I feel like it. Fuck you. Um, I definitely uh, supported pushing him into a ditch because he's a nerd. Um, and that's <laughs> that's what you do to nerds. Yeah. We're pro-nerd bullying on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. As long as it's Mark Kern, you will have exactly. a free pass from us. I have to add this part because it is about frozen peaches. Um, Continue. Second. 
embrace free speech. You used to, and it opened a lot of doors for progressive values because we were free to express controversial ideas at the time, like LGBTQ rights. You would riot if speech was muzzled, and rightly so. Stop shadow banning and deplatforming. First off, the Democrats did not support LGBT uh, rights at all, <laughs> just until they had to, basically. Yeah. You know, I Obama, mean, if they're talking oh, about this, if he's specifically talking about the Stonewall riots, yeah, that was that was things being muzzled, causing the riot. He is yeah. not talking about the Stonewall riots. Well, I feel like I really won't have a point to make here about his idiocy of, of embracing free speech. Because, yeah, it was great that people did protest, people did riot for LGBTQ rights. You know, that was the Stonewall riots were like the beginning of the whole pride movement that was melting gamer brains just like a couple episodes ago. And... In doing so, rioting and forwarding the platform and forcing politicians and people to confront that, yes, gay people were there, gay people were not going away, and that they demanded equal rights to uh, everyone else, is that they forwarded their platform, and now that now gay people have a seat at the table, basically, and that they're considered... A lot more socially acceptable and it's really made their lives better but you cannot do the same thing for fucking right-wing chuds and neo-nazis you know if you riot and protest for the rights of these people you're gonna have like the same result you're gonna have them become more socially acceptable and more and more places of power than well they already fucking are no nobody wants that because these people are the ones that are going to fucking oppress everyone else if they have any power they need to be deplatformed they need to be shadow banned they need to be just fucking shunned from public life because these this is not the same this is not an equivalent you cannot say that somebody wanting to live their life the way that they were born is the same as some fuck trying to defend the rights of some fucking chud to say that all black people should be killed it's not the same exactly I mean, uh, I, I agree 1,000%. Uh, you always need to keep in the frame that the people that we're talking about here, the, the, the kind of like white oppressive uh, regime we currently have, they're pushing back uh, because they've gained all of their power through brutal oppression. And now that we're pushing back it's just like whoa 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 white genocide buddy and it's just like the only reason it's white genocide is because you are not murdering black <laughs> people that's that yeah. that's basically the kind of dynamic not that he is specifically advocating for murdering black people uh here in this particular tweet look at all of them <laughs> yeah give it a uh, week but... <laughs> give it a week or two and mark Kern will come back with something new like these people are marching for the right to say that your speech mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like you saw that thing where Richard Spencer was talking about, you always need to needle them on free speech. And the guy was like, but we don't actually believe in free speech. Right. And he was like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a blatant like dog whistle. It's a cover up. I don't think Mark Kern is actually uh, smart enough to realize that he's basically bought hook, line and sinker into Nazi propaganda, but well, I just added an image uh, as the paradox of tolerance. Being tolerant does not include uh, tolerating the intolerant. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up.
then Mark Kern, yeah. you're an idiot. Next tweet. <laughs> yes. This should be a regular segment, just like the regular Mark Kern's Mark an Kern. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's regular enough that we could make it a real segment. John, I officially dub you our Mark Kern correspondent. <laughs> our senior no, Mark no. Kern correspondent. John. <laughs> um, okay, next tweet. Let's move on. Mm. Next, stop campaigning on resist and impeach and have a real message again. Hope was a powerful one for Obama and hooked me back then. You need to find a positive message to rally around in a great vision for the future. Right now, your message is hate and fear and zero oh, vision. This, so the message of Trump this, was what? They're rapists uh, and murderers. They bring crime. And some, I believe, are good people. That was his message. He had uh, he had real policies. Like he wanted to build a wall and he wanted to make it transparent so that when they throw the drugs right over, nobody can see it. <laughs> You know, oh, that's a real policy, and he's fighting tooth and nail to get it implemented. But I would really like to point out that he's saying stop campaigning on resist and impeach and have a real message. And then he goes for hope. Hope is a real message. Oh, it's a powerful message. Just hope. Like, there's nothing concrete or physical or actual policy-wise about hope. That's not an actual fucking message. I mean, Obama got a lot of flack for that. Uh, you know, Palin yeah. famously said, how is that hopey, changey stuff working out for you? Yeah, like it didn't do anything. Obama spent eight years sitting on his fucking ass and letting the Republicans take power back from them and just constantly giving concessions to these fucking vicious goblins that are barely hidden neo-Nazis. I hate to say, um, well, I, I agree it is, it is dumb to say stop campaigning on resist or whatever. Um, this is like that Ar- Onion article mm. where worst person you know kind of has a point. Where, <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, I, I, I agree with you guys are saying, um, but I also. No, no, no. That was that my next point, too. <laughs> is that, you know, like I hope was a powerful message. It did get him, him elected. You know, I think it's telling that he won a ton of advertising awards for that. Um, and, my, and I agree it was, it was empty. But, you know, that that is very a big comparison to the 2016 election, which I don't think is worth like totally relitigating here. Now, that would be a tangent. Uh, but uh, is is, you know, he's not 100 percent wrong, even though he's coming mm. from it, the uh, coming from it dumbest way, way possible. Well, it's, absolutely. Trump's message was make America great again. Yeah, which doesn't mm. what the fuck does that mean? Because he never explained any policy. Let me just say, like, I agree that Democrats need to stop campaigning on fucking vague things like resist and stop trying to make themselves popular by saying they're not Trump. Like, that mm-hmm. fucking Hillary tried that in the election and she fucking got. Well, it didn't even work for Bush. Like, anyone but Bush did not work. Yeah, like, Clinton campaigned on being Clinton, Obama campaigned on being Obama. Right. And the next person that they need to look at. Uh, and also all the, like just this election now, they need to campaign on being them. That's they need I to really campaign like on being Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, the absolute <laughs> boy. I don't care <laughs> if they are Jeremy Corbyn. They have to campaign like they're Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the next tweet. OK, finally, fight for equal rights and opportunity. 
but please stop trying to force everyone to live your way. Stop trying to criminalize every minor thing and get rid of political correctness. Learn to laugh again and embrace comedy as a figurative, not literal. Leave fiction alone. Now, to me, uh, this is an amazing tweet because he's just like, fight for equal rights, you know? The mm. equal rights of white conservatives <laughs> who are uh, making offensive jokes to not be criticized uh, is what this really reads like. Um, but I think, too, the thing so. is with this tweet is the stop trying to criminalize every minor thing, and we've we just like had the thing where the, the guy who stole the Trump hat through the drink in the guy's face is getting felony theft. It's like if it was didn't involve a MAGA hat, like the cops would not have even responded to it. But the guy has to have felony theft to it. Which brings me to like my, my ultimate point involving all of this is just yeah. like for every minor little point that you have, Trump is the antithesis of all of this. Um, except for the like, you know, the the code words, the dog whistle words, um, which is you know why why I think he was so rightly roasted for all of this dumbassery. It's just like deep down, you're reactionary. Like you do not care about you know brown people, black people, trans people, etc. Yeah, well, we missed one, which is basically said campaigning on he and his base are evil Nazis is just wrong. It doesn't work. Well, he's right in that you can't just campaign on that, but it's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sending Gestapo to put like the, these this denaturalization mm. task force mm-hmm. is a new to Gestapo. I mean, I fought tooth and nail to get my ex-wife a residency card. That's not even naturalized, and naturalization takes a lot of time and money and effort. You can't just lie to get in. It is not easy to go out after legal immigrants that have gone through that process and vote and take them off the table. It is It is really like the fascism in the Trump administration is now more blatant, more obvious than it's ever been in any time in American history. And mm-hmm. the fact that we have literal concentration camps... And and people are, you know, finally really waking up to the fact that, oh, shit, this is bad. And finally standing up and marching and doing these things. That's a good thing. And I don't think Mark Curran understands any of that. Yeah. In, in the wake of the United States imprisoning thousands of children, be like, to go to your side and not vote for this guy is if you're nice to me. It's just like, fuck off, you fucking piece of shit. I think you might have cut out a little bit there. God damn it. I know, right? Discord is, is censoring you. Yeah. Um, you went up against the uh, decency rolls. Big Discord. God damn it. Yeah, you're, you were uncivil. Well, I think basically what you're saying is that yeah, the only way for me to vote against Trump, because his implication is that he'll hold hold his vote hostage until we're nice to him and agree with every fucking idiotic thing he says is to fucking just cater to his every demand. And then maybe, maybe he'll vote for somebody else because he's just a fucking worm like this entitled little dipshit. And I think Sean has the best take about this whole situation. (laughs) <laughs> Let's see if I can read it in his voice. So this comes to us from at Sean Jen. I voted for Trump because he gave me soft belly pats. I will consider returning to the left once they offer me a greater number of even softer belly pats. 
funny way this is. We don't need Mark. Mark can Mark can vote for whoever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Fuck you, Mark yeah. Kern. <laughs> and yes, Trump supporters are Nazis. They are. They just are. Like anyone still supporting Trump at this point is not maybe not a Nazi, but definitely a fascist. Like an American fascist. That's right. the thing, is that Amer Trump is an American kind of fascism, not a European kind. The the best the, the the kindest most warm hearted thing you can say is that they're ignorant. You know, it's mm -hmm. it, it that is that is the the reserve I use for the people in my family who I before all this happened I happened to love. So <laughs> unfortunately, it, it doesn't quite quite work like it. But that's that's my perspective, and it's just like it's such bullshit. Like there's. You always hear this kind of thing. This like this laundry list of stuff that will finally get them to turn away from this reactionary bullshit, and it never works. Nothing, nothing will motivate them away except for like you know concrete kind of like really, really helping people. And you know like that's not necessarily even though on occasion he's not totally stupid. Like that's not what Mark Kern is talking about here. He's not talking about helping people. Yeah, I mean it reads exactly like that disgusting tired trope of republicans saying like oh you're just driving people further to the right and it's like you dumb bitch it, it's just dumb because it's essentially a victim blaming for why people believe the shitty things that they do like oh uh i i'm not a nazi you crazy leftists just make me vote for nazis because you are mean to me basically we we called him a Nazi and he became a Nazi. That's how I became a leftist. Somebody <laughs> called me a communist and I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I guess I, guess oh, I, I am a full centrist moderate until the, the camps, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you call me a leftist enough. Uh, it, it's going to come back on you. So I guess the way to, to finally solve the problem of Mark Kern is to just yell at him until... <laughs> the fine, look, until we have... One. A final solution for Mark Kern. <laughs> we're putting, we're pushing him into a ditch. <laughs> Push him into a ditch and call him a socialist. Yeah, a lot. And that ouch ditch. That'll it, yeah. be his ditching party. We push him into a big old muddy ditch and we call him a socialist until he is one. That that will right. work. That's science. That is the immortal science of Marxism-Leninism. All right, problem it's solved. Mark <laughs> All right, so we're at a pretty Mark good Kern amount. Mark Kern is of, solved. Yeah, we're at a pretty good amount of time. We got like an hour and sixteen minutes. I think that might be enough. That's probably enough for an episode. Do you guys want to try and squeeze? It's a big article. I don't know if we can squeeze in the racist mod article. I'm, I'm happy to do a whole thing on racist mods, or I'd like to at some point. Maybe I'll just do one, and then you guys will do a thing on it, or maybe, a, <laughs> you know, I'm promising that, which means in about five years I'll actually do it. Nice. I mean, I, it, it'd be something I'm happy to talk about, but I do agree that for this episode, it's it's gotten pretty long. The The whole mm. purpose of this was to kind of... Finish off the last cut. episode. Yeah, pretty much, and kind of so much gamers just... <sighs> pooped into our butts with their <laughs> nightmarish behavior so much that we couldn't deal with the other stuff. It's it's a problem of the Trump era where every week uh, there's too much to talk about. Exactly. Mm -hmm. so, it's an embarrassment of riches of fascism. It's Well, it's good, good for us because 
Honestly, it, it is like an end, as we've said before, it is endless content. All right, let's wrap it up. Where can people find you and your good stuff, Reese? They can find me at Your Very Good Bud on Twitter, where I post excellent and supportive content and uh, I'm occasionally yelled at. <laughs> and where can people find all your good stuff, John? Um, well, I have a, uh, a blog that I rarely update. Um, mm hmm called on gameculture.net and uh you can find me there and my twitter is uh, at uh j marquiso and that's j-m-a-r-q-u-i-s-o because i have to be pretentious and stuff and you can find me at eight alton eight on twitter and you can find me on youtube at alton plays just search for that and i'll be the first result and we also have an official vigato twitter which will be linked in the show somewhere, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, so that wraps it up for this week. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Um, I'm giving you giving you podcast cuddles that uh, are damp and weird. Our belly pats are the softest of belly pats. This is true. This is your senior Mark Kern correspondent signing off. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye, everyone.